everybody. I'm Deacon Dave, and welcome to Day 40 of Grace and Suffering. As always, I'm along with A.J. Kelleher. And A.J., we are continuing on, and we're going to talk about today serving others. Serving others. And we've talked in previous episodes uh, about how transformative it can be for us to help others and, and allowing others to help us. So what we thought we'd focus on today is a little bit more about ways that we can serve. Mm-hmm. For example, I'll start with Jeff. When he was uh, working still, he was a firefighter, and he had to take himself out of the department before he even knew what was wrong. But that's the way he was used to serving, was physically being able to do things for people, and, and in particular, working for the fire department. So when he had to get out of the fire department, it was really easy to think that, oh, well, what can he do now, especially as his physical abilities started to decline. And so um, starting with probably the most important thing that we've talked about that we can do to serve others is prayers. And as Pope John Paul has told us before, the prayers of those who are suffering are the most powerful. So that was one thing that Jeff did and we, and we did, um, asking other people how we could pray for them. But there were other ways that he could serve others. And one in particular, and he was a master at this even before he got sick, was just listening mm-hmm. to other people. Mm-hmm. And I think that that can be highly underrated because so many of us, myself included, I like to solve. I want to help. I want to, you know, talk it through, you know, give them the right answer, give them the explanation. But sometimes just listening is really all that people need. So I'm just listening. You're, AJ. Just, you're just listening. I'm listening very intently to what you're very saying. Very good way to sample that, Dave. Well, as, you, as, as I was listening to you, I was uh, thinking about two things. The first one is uh, in spiritual direction, right? Listening is very important because often we just need a sounding board to kind of talk through what we already know in many ways, right? But then to maybe watch the other person as they affirm what we're saying can be very right. helpful right. in a spiritual journey. I think the other thing is uh, you don't have to be uh, suffering to lose your purpose. Absolutely. So often I talk to people and uh, changing career, um, mm-hmm. cha- changing lifestyle because your kids are leaving. All of these things can leave us going, well, what is my purpose? How am I now going to serve? And so this, whether whether you're suffering or not now, this is uh, very pertinent to our spiritual lives in general. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, other ways that Jeff could serve, he, I think because he was so quiet and so still um, during his time with ALS, that not only would could he truly listen better, um, you know, a lot of times we hear what other people are saying, but to truly listen, we're kind of taking it in and absorbing it. And he could just in minimal number of words say something that had an impact mm-hmm. on the folks that were talking to him. And not only that, he, by listening so intently, it helped him remember. And when he'd see the person again, he would always ask about if it was a particular person they were worried about, in particular a child, you know, how are they doing, you know, anything new. And I think it was always so impressive that with everything that he was going through, he would remember one, what it was they talked about, and two, would think to ask about it. And those are they seem like simple ways of serving others, but they're so powerful. It is. When you remember little things about other people, it means something to them. Or if you just ask them about a particular situation that maybe they talked to you about even a month ago and you still remember it, that makes that person feel valued, which they are valued uh, because they are remembering, you are remembering what, what they told you. Right. You know, and obviously, the, I mean, those are simple ways that Jeff could help. They seem like simple ways, but mm-hmm. very powerful ways. But also, if 
you know, if a lot of folks who have money, you know, money is certainly a way that we can help and serve others. And that's important. Um, it's needed to get things done. But money in combination with actually physically showing up and yes. whether that's to physically help with something or, again, to just sit with somebody. So I want to back up a little bit because you're right. I mean, it's kind of like um, people say, well, put your money where your mouth is, but really put your body where your, where money, your money is. is. <laughs> right. right? Uh, and, and show up and be a part of it. It's if you if you sponsor a child, but you never write them a letter, then you're kind of missing probably the most important part of it. But I also want to go back to like the listening that you said, because there is a difference, as you suggest, between hearing and listening. So fundamentally, what is that difference? Because I don't think we really... Well, that's true. I guess we kind of glossed over that because I wanted to make sure I had the right word in the right place. But regardless of the word you put on it, um, I think for me, hearing is, I heard what you just said, Dave, you kind of validated, you know, what, what I was saying. But if I'm really listening, I might be able to kind of see the intent and the emotion and the feeling that's behind it. Exactly. I was actually talking to someone this morning and while they were telling um, their story, I could sense the hurt. Right. And so I think it's looking, you know, inside yeah. their soul a little bit and really sensing what is going on. And in that way, you can really meet them in that place. So often it's easy for me to be in a rush, right? And I hear, and I'm trying to listen, but I'm also trying to move on. So my attention is divided, which isn't fair to the person that I'm listening to. Well, and and again, I'm glad you brought us back to that because I think also in listening, if I want to help solve, I may think I'm doing a great job by being quiet the whole time they're talking. And then when they stop, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm thinking the whole time. And then I'm like, okay, let's get this solved. <laughs> right. I want to do it quickly. When sometimes all we need is somebody just to sit with it and say, wow. Yeah. Active listening is really important because if the whole time you're, you're trying to solve right. it while they're talking, you're probably not listening to them. And they say right. like in spiritual mentoring and directing, that you have to have one ear on the person and the other ear on God. Hmm. So, like that, yeah. so that's you know actively listening um, with God to that person is totally different than listening or hearing them and trying to solve their problem and wrap this all up in a nice tidy bow. Right. And right. That doesn't usually work that way. Right. <laughs> so, for the people that came to see Jeff, um, how was that experience for them receiving such an intentful listener? I could see where it could be intimidating in some ways because some people you could tell they were uncomfortable with the limited communication back. Right. Um, and, and that kind of was a point I wanted to make when you were talking. Active listening is also making sure that they know that you're not just being quiet, but that you're still engaged in the conversation, right. even though you're not saying something. So whether it's a nod or a yes or maybe a question to clarify, um, that's also part of active listening. But in general, especially the folks that spent much time with Jeff at all, because they knew he was engaged in listening to mm-hmm. them, it, it's really refreshing when you can sit and just pour everything out that you have to say mm-hmm. without someone else having to get their two cents in or competing, I guess, for the time or whatever. So it really was beautiful. And I, I, would, I would actively listen from the other room, even if I was doing something else, because I just, I loved that interaction. And right. I think it's like, it's like it's really uh, often when we're we're talking to someone, our tendency is to want to interject. Silence is okay. So, like if someone pauses, that space does not have to be filled exactly. with something. Just wait. More will come, and just give them a chance 
to say what they're going to say. And so those little pregnant pauses that people give are not a reason for you to jump, jump in. in. Right. It's a reason for you to just, okay. Right. <laughs> I have a moment here to process everything they've said exactly. so far while I'm waiting for them to talk exactly. again. And the conversation's probably much more fruitful if we're patient in that regard right. and allow that person, as you suggest, the time to just get it all out. Right. What other, do you have other ways of serving? Well, that actually was a very good segue into one of the things, um, probably one of the most important things that I think Jeff and I did. And we've talked about this in some previous episodes that when we have an experience and we meet someone else who's encountering a similar experience, Mm -hmm. being able to talk to them. And again, just the talking with them, listening is so important because to be able to talk to somebody else who's been through it or been through something similar enough that they understand the specific emotions you might be having and the specific things that you're dealing with is very powerful. But we also were able to offer practical uh, ways to assist people who had been diagnosed with Jeff and were at an earlier stage than what Jeff was. And so that's a great way to take the listening and seeing where you might be able to help them the most practically Um, by giving them advice. And then if you're able, actually showing up and doing whatever it is. The the most important part of what I just heard you say was, uh, it's a term we use in the the church, it's called solidarity. And and someone who has been through a shared experience will have a level of solidarity that those who haven't would not be able to achieve. And so as you suggest, there's so much more that can happen inside of solidarity. The words you say are going to be uh, heard completely different. Um, If I'm going to talk to someone at ALS, it will be received differently. And I would say not as effectively as if you came and talked to somebody. Well, and especially if you're giving them advice on how to to live. Yeah, wouldn't be doing that probably. Um, But what I will say about solidarity Mm -hmm. is I think by being engaged in whatever it is the person is going through and listening to Mm -hmm. them, you can build solidarity even if you haven't encountered that particular experience, I think. Yeah, and I think it requires love, right? And Um, I'm glad you said that because acts of charity or love, that's a large part of what serving others Yeah, we we don't have to figure it all out. We don't have to have all the answers. We just have to be present and love. And if we do that, um, I think people will will appreciate that. Absolutely. Any other thoughts? No, I think that's pretty much it for today. I think God is calling, so let's end in prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we thank you um, for the gift of service, for us being able to serve one another. You've created us to do that exactly on your behalf. And so I ask that you help us to always have open hearts of serving. And I ask that you bless everyone in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go in peace. I'm going to go answer the phone. See you next time. Bye. Bye.